Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Black Pill Podcast, where Black creators are faced with a dose of reality. Yes, sir. Yes, so I'm your host, OBJ, and we're joined by our special guest here tonight. Uh, won't you introduce yourself? Mr. Brownsville Goat, Jay Swishes. Hey, what's up, what's up? And to my other left, Panama CEO of the Wopar Group. Hey. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So uh, today's Black Pill topic is good and bad company. Um, but before we get into the topic, you know, I want to know how y'all doing, how your week has been. So how you doing mentally, spiritually, emotionally? Um, and we'll start off with, with Jay. I'm just taking each day, day by day, you know. Just mm-hmm. going through the motions, really. That's it. Hey, dope, dope, dope. And, and to Panama, how's how's your week been? The week been, uh, you know, some days is some days is heavy, some days is smooth, yeah. some days is progressive. Yeah. Um. Some days is tight. You yeah. know what I'm saying with 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 this time scheduling and management and, um. Yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah. like my brother said, we going through the motions. <laughs> we on the grind, you know what I mean? Yeah, nah, I'm on, I'm on the same wave. Like, you know, uh, my week has been pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Um, just working, you know, full time, you know, and also trying to follow your passions and dreams and stuff like that. Facts. It's like, you know, you try to make that good balance of, you know, your well-being, mm-hmm. um, you know, and everything that you got going on, especially when you got other people in your lives and stuff yeah. like that. So that's what kind of ties into the topic of good and bad company. Right. Who can you keep around while you have so much things going on to create that balance? You know what I'm saying? So um, usually we'll have another segment was called What's Trending Black This Week, but uh, we're going to skip over it because, um, you know, of production reasons. Yeah. But uh, we're just going to get right into the topic. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I say... What comes to mind as far as when you thought about the topic, good and bad company? So just keep it brief, keep it short. Uh, what did, what comes to mind when you thought about this topic, good and bad company? We'll start off with, with Jay. Um, I automatically think about uh, dealing with women. Okay. You know, like some women I just don't feel like being around. They don't mm. understand me. They nagging. And yeah. just They don't understand what comes with Jay Swishes or just like they not, I'm not vibing with them because I'm big on vibes. Mm, yeah. You know, that's why I made the song Good Company, really. Yeah, yeah. So, like, yeah, it's just, that's what I really think about, you know. Good mm-hmm. Company is a, I feel like it's just a woman that I vibe with. She understand who I am. She understand what comes with that. And we just having a good time. We just going with the flow. Ain't yeah. no pressure to do anything. We mm-hmm. chilling, vibing. Yeah, that's dope. I feel that. And what about you, Panama? What you thought about it? Um... When I think about good or bad company, is is basically how safe I am in that space. Mm. Um, and sometimes it can be family, mm. depending on uh, if, if they're not. Especially when it comes to like individuals like us, like entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, self-employed. You know, we're individuals that people don't understand our time. They don't understand our space. They don't understand our mental. So mm-hmm. sometimes they become good company when it's, you know, it's family, family reunion. But then when you tell them, like, no, I can't do it, it becomes bad company. You know what I'm saying? so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, when I thought about this topic, I was thinking about all different facets of it. Um, when it comes to your family, mm-hmm. your friends, um, the people you do business with. Yeah. Um, acquaintances, how you network with people. 
uh, I thought about all of that and I was thinking like, you know, uh, how can we like give our time to certain people and who deserves our energy and things like that. And when you was talking about vibes, I, I was like relating to that because I'm big on vibes too. Uh, you know, sometimes when you talk to somebody just like from a moment of time, you can kind of pick up on certain vibes about them. It's just like, yo, is this person moving funny? Like what type of time yeah. the person is on and things like that. Or are they trying to come into you with a genuine space, uh, a genuine mind and be like, yo, like I really love your work. I'm really trying to connect with you or any kind of endeavor or things like that. So I think about the kind of circumference when it comes to family because even family could be a bad company too. Mm-hmm. You know, not all family is good family. Absolutely. You know, things like that. So that's what I thought about with this topic and things like that. But I want to get into a little bit of, you know, working our way down from early to a, a ladder effect. You know what I'm saying? So uh, Jay Swiss's, um let's talk about how things started for you as a childhood. You know what I'm saying? When we talk about family and home, you know, uh, how was it like for you growing up as a child when it comes to surrounding yourself with certain families and people that you grew up with? And how did that affect you mentally or, you know, physically and things like that? Um, I was really close with my mother. Like, mm-hmm. my family's not really a close family. Like, mm-hmm. my family really only come together when somebody dies and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we don't do like the... I mean, when my mom was alive, she played a big part of bringing bringing us, bringing the family together. It's like when she was alive, you know, we would have like barbecues and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, after she died, all of that went away. She was like the the glue to everything. Mm-hmm. So once the glue is not there anymore, everything is broken. Mm-hmm. So um, I got a taste of a little bit of, you know, family time and stuff like that. But after my mom passed away, that went out the window and then my life took a whole different turn. And uh, condolences to your mom. Uh, when did your mom pass away? And then what was that time period when they everything kind of like broke apart? Um, She died right before, literally right before I went to high school, like that summer. Mm, like, damn. She barely made it to my middle school graduation. She was, she would try her best to make it. She yeah. did. She literally slept through my whole graduation because she was just so sick. Like, wow. She couldn't even, she, she, that's to tell you how much, you know, that love that she still made an effort to even beat it. Yeah. Even yeah. though she, you know, really was in pain and sick. Mm, yeah. It's like so. a lot of people don't see like how much people can endure certain pain just to kind of like be, you know, present in your life and things like that. Yeah, yeah for sure. And uh, how about you, Panama? How was it like for you growing up as far as like um, certain companies that you had within your home? I mean, well, first, you know, coming from a third world country, mm-hmm. you know, you already faced with poverty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to fight that battle. And then... Um, oh, what country was that? Panama. Hey, you hey. already know. Panama <laughs> in the building, you already know. Uh, yeah, you know, so, you know, you got to fight that battle first. Yeah. And then on top of that... You go. You have to have that. You have to have like the sense of discovery, right? Mm. You got to fight to like try to see if, if there's something else is different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because as soon as you're born, you kind of realize like, okay, this is what I'm giving at first, but there has to be more. You yeah. know what I mean? So you got to, you know, you got to find that within yourself to say, what can I discover next? And then after you start discovering more things, then you start to mold your own life and curate your own life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So that's been a battle for me, of just like. Once I got that sense of discovery, then traveling came and then different languages came and then different occupations. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can just go and take you from different paths, mm-hmm. you know, and until you actually find something that's constant and consistent in your life. So. Yeah, no, I definitely feel. I think for me, 
uh, just to touch on my life, um, I had like a rough childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up in tough love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up where mom and dad separated at an early age for me. I grew up where um, I had a lot of, you know, my mom in my life mm-hmm. during my time when I was young and stuff like that. Uh, you know, a, a far Rockaway kid growing up mostly in the South Bronx. Right. Um, you know, where, you know, my mom did the best she could, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, check to check. You know, I'm checking in with her. Even as a kid, I'm curious. You know, I'm always a curious kid. But like, yo, like, mom, do you need something? Right, right, uh, right. Do you need help with chores? Do you need help with this? Um, and I see it in our face. You know, people, you know, as kids, we could pick up on certain things, you know, emotions or, or expressions or things like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, my mom played a big part. But then there was also that missing link, like, you know, having to go uh, visitations for my father. And and I had like a, a I say a bad or rough relationship with my father. Um, but I didn't realize how much of a pitiful, a pivotal uh, figure that he was to in my life to balance off, like, you know, my mom being very supportive, you know, when it comes to my artwork, uh, being in the football team, you mm-hmm. know, trying out different things. And then my father is like, yo, you're going out too much. Yeah. Uh, being strict, things like that. Because he, he's, he's Nigerian, so my mom is Panamanian. So it's just like gotcha. that cultural, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, differences, differences, but also kind of like mold that together in one home. Facts. So for me, I think it was just very rough to like, see who I was growing up as a kid and trying to identify who I am um, and navigating that space, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, uh, because one thing you could kind of hear the rhetoric with, with mom, be like, you know, bashing my dad or whatever, things like that. And it's like, but what about my dad's perspective? And so mm-hmm. then you hear my dad hearing about this. And then I'm like the middle person, you know I mean? Like yeah. a war between two people, you know what I'm saying? I'm just like, it's, it's too much for a child. And it had to grow out that that conditioning of like, you know, I'm more than this, but I'm also supportive and loving. Mm-hmm. I have a tough shell, but like, once you warm up to me, I'm like, I'm very embraceive. I'm, I'm goofy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm chill. I'm, I'm easygoing. I'm, I'm cool to be around. But, um, you know, that was like for me growing up and things like that. So I want to talk about the next thing as far as like uh, friendships. You right. know what I'm saying? I think another good part of company or whether it's good or bad is uh, the friends you keep around. Mm-hmm. So uh, Jay Swishes, like how was it like for you growing up with certain friends in your early childhood? And how much did that play a part as far as like you know, influences, because a lot of kids, we get influenced by not from parents or things that we do at home, but like the things that we see on social media, the things that we see on, you know, in schools in, in, in like our friend dynamics, because it's like, oh, what's the new thing? You know, I'm trying to be trendy. I'm trying to be it or I'm trying to be a part of something, you know, to have a sense of belonging. So what was it like for you as, as, as you know, growing up with your certain friends in early childhood? Well, first, I've always been a leader. I'm not, I never really... Nobody really like influenced me. Like I always was that, you mm-hmm. know, that kid in school that people follow. Yeah. Like it's just, it's just, I don't, I feel, cause I feel like my mother had instilled that type of having your own head, having your own thoughts, mm-hmm. having your own, just being a leader. She instilled that in me. So I always had that in me. I never wanted to follow nobody. Like that wasn't cool to me. Mm-hmm. I wanted people to follow me. Mm-hmm. So the, what made you feel like you, because outside of your mom, uh, mom was preparing you to be that leader. And then people like, did they reciprocate that well? Did they respect it? They'd be like, yo, like, you know, Jay is that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it, it's just who I am is naturally. Mm, like they're following okay. me, not even knowing that they're really following me because of my actions, what I do, mm. you know, like. Your energy. My was, energy, all yeah. that type of stuff. And I was a guy that, you know, I'm, I was talented and. And all different type of, you know, things like mm-hmm. sports, music. Mm-hmm. And I was good in school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was a, I didn't have a choice. I had to do good in school. Like, oh, okay. I, yeah, my mom didn't play that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so even though I was, 
you know, I'm not, I wasn't, I was getting in trouble fighting all that shit, but I had to make sure my grades was on point. Mm. You know, so. That's so you, was like like, a, you, was, you had like a strong mentality of like, you know, you had to progress forward because, you know, mm. there was no time for setbacks for you and things nah, like that. Def- definitely not. And, uh, um, yeah, like a lot, I, I just had, I just had a different mentality of thinking, like even mm-hmm. like my friends outside of school and stuff like that, yeah. you know, I'm talking about like friends that's from my hood, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's two sets of friends, school friends and then friends from your, from your neighborhood, from yeah. your hood. Yeah. I always was, you know, niggas, niggas fuck with me and all that type of shit, but I always had a different mentality because I know this is not where I want to stay forever type shit. Like certain things mm-hmm. that was exciting to to niggas it wasn't really exciting to me mm. it was just on a different mindset i think i was that, on a different mindset but yeah. i still had to you know when you in a certain environment you still got to play the game you still got to be aware of stuff aware of stuff yeah. and also you're gonna get caught up in stuff like it just mm-hmm. is what it is but i knew that that's not gonna be a, a forever thing mm. it's just a for now thing yeah you just, you just outgrow things at certain times and stuff like that um yeah. and it's it's cool because like I'm I'm glad you made that distinction of like, you know, there's your friends at school and then your friends around your neighborhood mm-hmm. and like how that dynamic could kind of play as far as your influence and just being aware because like I kind of had a similar situation where like as me as a kid, like I, I was uh, very mature for my age. Um, I had to still like play and do like kid stuff or whatever, but like I couldn't show them in my mature side because they wasn't ready for that. They would be confused. They'd be like, oh, like what are you talking about? What is this and this? And I had to like, I wouldn't say dumb myself down, but kind of like talk to them in a certain level where they could understand and comprehend things. Because like you said, as being a natural leader, um, it's like, how can I influence people without feeling like I had to devalue them? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because you want to create that respect because being a part of a leader is also serving other people as Mm. well. So I kind of understand the dynamic as far as like, you know, you know, kids in school and the kids in, or around your neighborhood and things like that. Right. But what about you, Panama? What was your dynamic as far as friends growing up? Well, I had to learn quick, too. Um, I became a loner mm. in a lot of spaces because I realized um, most people are your friends out of conveniency. Mm. Um, so, you know, when you get into that space of you understand that people are your friend because you may have you may be the first person in your hood with a car. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be the first person that got the PlayStation or the Super Nintendo, oh, or whatever yeah. the case may be. So now they linked up to you. Then you find, you know, as you got, as that convenient is put in place, you guys find other things that y'all like in that mm-hmm. space. But y'all really not friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just that. It's just the conveniency of the vehicle, mm-hmm. um, the finances, the food. You know what I'm saying? You, you, your house may be a little better than their house. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's all these type of things. Um, until you actually get to the core of the actual friend mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so um that's that was my journey you know what i'm saying coming up like understanding like most people in this world are friends out of conveniency mm-hmm. and you really just die just having like real two true friends yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah. you know what i'm saying and uh and you just respect the convenient yeah. See between the between the, the people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? As you as you get uh, as you grow old and uh, grow tighter. Yeah. And I think of also the part of convenience is like who are used who are people using you for your benefit and who are people that are just using you, you know, just yeah. to like you know, watch and, you is, and it's like okay that. everybody gets used. You don't have to yeah. misuse the person. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. That's 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 what that's about. So because yeah. like for me, like um, you know, I had to learn because like, you know, I'm a sponge, mm-hmm. you know, to the world and to society. 
And it's just like, okay, how much of that sponge am I absorbing in and how much I'm taking out? Yeah. You know? And then, you know, and I and I relate to you as far as like, you know, once you got that person that has that 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 Nintendo sixty four or mm-hmm. whatever growing up, or that Game Boy or whatever, it's just like you know, you try to collect, uh, and, and you know, you try to find a sense of belonging. Right. But what kind of that belonging is giving you in the right to, you know, awareness to say like, you know, am I re- really with the right company or really with the the bad people? Because sometimes people can't even make the distinction or have the discernment to say, okay, like hanging out with this guy is like a red flag. So what it was like for you as far as like, you know, even within yourselves or helping other people make that discernment? It's like, yo, like. Don't mess with that, you know. Don't 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 go with that crowd or things like that. Or was it the type of person like I was influenced by it, but I had to like step out and realize at that point. So what was it like the time period as far as like, you know, being aware of not only just yourselves but other people that was around your company to say like, yo, like that's red flags, man. Don't yeah. Aware of that. I mean, for me, it boils down to character, mm-hmm. and and like you said, with through character, you start to develop more discernment. Yeah. On. How you gonna move? How you gonna operate? Who you mm-hmm. gonna keep around? And then experiences. You know what I'm saying? Whether you go through it or you see something, you learn from it. Mm-hmm. But that's what it boils down to me: just true character mm-hmm. and being present. You know what I'm saying? That's how I kind of de- de- determine how I'm, how I'm gonna operate, how I'm gonna move when it comes to anybody in the world. Mm. And what about you, Jason? How you mean that discernment as far as like? Not with just within yourselves, but the people that are around you being the leader that you was and grew up to be, to have people not associate with like the red flags and things like that. I mean, like for me, I just look at who the person is beyond what people may consider as a bad person because mm-hmm. you know, come being from Brownsville and the type of environment that I'm that we in, mm-hmm. it's not a, uh, it's not so much black and white. Yeah, you got to look beyond. Cool. The certain actions and mm-hmm. beyond the certain things, because none of us is perfect. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not perfect. None of my friends is perfect, but I look beyond the actions and I look within that person. Mm-hmm. Are they really a good person yeah. within itself? Yeah. Not just off of what people may consider, oh, this person is a bad person, because sometimes what your environment is, mm-hmm. that's what you adapt to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't define who you are as a person that, mm-hmm. especially when, you, when you're young. Yeah. We yeah. all make mistakes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I can relate to that because as far as like, you know, I could be a good person to like y'all, for example, but I could be per- perceived as a bad person to somebody else. And I may not do something bad per se, but it's that perception that people get of you or the stereotypes or the biases that people get of you and things like that. So what was it like for y'all to kind of like overcome those biases as far as those perceptions that people are giving you, even though you're trying to good, move in a good light, you know, you're trying to navigate, trying to learn about yourself and things like that. So we're kind of stepping into more of that young man phase of like distinguishing yourself and moving away from that kind of like, you know, barriers and things like that. So how was it like for you, Jay? Um, It was just realizing that, you know, I got to, you just got to not give a fuck what people think because mm-hmm. everybody going to have their perspective on you and what you if you was to just focus on pleasing everybody you're gonna go crazy yeah and you know it's funny because in entertainment and me being an artist and Mm -hmm. being in the in the public eye and stuff like that that's a that's something that i still you know still a challenge like Mm -hmm. not giving a fuck what people think Mm -hmm. you know because it's like as an artist you want to perception is everything yeah so you're trying to Cultivate the perception that you want the people to see you in. Mm. And sometimes you might 
be micromanaging so much and be caring too much to the point where it's like, it's kind of destructive. Mm. But yeah, it's just like I to realize just not giving a fuck. Mm. You know, people are gonna think what they want to think of you. Yeah. You can't please everybody. That's the main thing. Oh, that definitely for sure. Yeah. You'll you'll crash out trying to please everybody. Yeah. It's that energy burner, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What about you, Panama? What was it like for you to kind of like break through those perceptions of people of you, whether they saw you as a good or bad person? I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a tough journey. I like, you know, kinda of just piggybacking what Jay has said. Mm-hmm. Um I always been an individual who's true to myself. You know what I'm saying? I don't really care what niggas think, what they want to think, what they said, because the truth is the truth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And through all given circumstances and all situations, I'm going to be present and being my truth. If it actually happened, it happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I actually said that, I said that. That's yeah. what it was, you know? Yeah. So, but there's other, it was other experiences that I had to go through, that I went through based off the careers I was choosing. Like, for example, theater. Mm-hmm. You know, being in theater, that was my first time being exposed to a group of white people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, people that lived in uh, bigger houses than me. You know what I'm saying? Also, that was my first time being exposed and being in class with homosexuals, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, in that space. And I've seen black men in ballet classes and white men in ballet classes. Like, so these are different, like, things that I was like, okay, you know, what is this, you yeah. know? Um, and at first I wasn't rocking with it. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was failing, I was failing school because of that because I didn't want to be around it, but I just didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand the the, the conversation. I understand the, the texture of it. Um and then that 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 helped me just become a person to say, let me just accept people for who they are, just be present in my space, yeah. and that's it. Yeah. yeah, I think for me, like it wasn't too much of a battle because like I was like a very nonchalant person. I was like kind of like don't give a fuck attitude mm-hmm. type of thing. It's like if if you want to talk to me, you could talk to me. If you not if uh, if you are, um, hopefully you do it out of respect. Um, you know, doesn't mean that I'm gonna be your friend or anything like that, but you know, we could keep things cordial, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, and people always like, you know, because I, I grew up as a really quiet kid, you know what I'm saying? Like, I but mind my business, doing my schoolwork, you know, sometimes you just mind your business so much, it's like people just try to like ask you questions, like, oh, who's this person? Who, yeah. What are you trying to do or whatever? I'm just like, bro, I'm chilling, yeah, for you know sure. what I'm saying? I'm in my class, <laughs> <laughs> I do my work, you know what I'm saying? For sure. And then it's like the perception keeps coming in, mm-hmm. whether you're in school or whether you're at work, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, you can't even spend time alone and try to like cultivate something within yourself without somebody trying to interfere. And then there's too much noise, yeah. you know, things like that. There's too many ideologies. There's too much like perception. There's too much of like rumors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, I'll tell a, a quick funny story. Uh, I was working at Kmart, you know, and every time I work at a job, I'm on my business. I'm like, hey, I'm here to work. Give me yeah. my check. I'm gone. I was working there for a while, and then people trying, you know, people trying to figure out who you are, type of thing. It kind of felt like a high school vibe, and there was one rumor that went around that said like, "Oh, like this guy like articulates himself so too much, like he must uh, date white girls or something." I was just like, <laughs> "What?" I'm just like, "Where is this coming from?" You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, "I'm chilling, I'm I'm, I'm fixing things in the out," and it's like, "Yeah, it's like, yo, you 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 talk too like you talk too good, you talk you articulate yourself so good, it's like you must be dating those white university girls or something like that." I'm just like, "Bruh, like I'm I'm working, I'm chilling," you know what I'm saying? So it's like those weird perceptions, like you can just mind your business you know what I'm saying and then there's this fluctuation now the thing is that do you get impacted by the noise or you do or you close it out you know what I'm saying I didn't let it affect me but obviously there was enough rumors that were circling around that like it's like it creates a bad image or name for yourself so what was it what was it like for you as far as like 
keeping yourself in representation of yourself, of your brand, of your business, and keeping that composure without letting too much of that fluctuate, you know, you know, your image and things like that. Yeah. I mean, for me, um, that's why I kind of self-titled my, myself Panama. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a daily reminder of, like, what I'm doing it for. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, for my family, for my nieces and nephews, my cousins, my mom, my pops. You know what I'm saying? So that kind of is, like, the reinforcer when, mm-hmm. I move, when I move through life. Like, how I make my decisions, how I compose myself, like, how I develop as a man, just everything. That's why mm-hmm. That's why Panama is, is, uh, is, is self-titled like that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? What about you, Jay Swishers? What about you as far as like keeping your brand and representation and not people having other people like tarnish it? Um, I would say this, like, see what you just brought up about how people thought you was uh messing with white girls because you are take I feel like people project their insecurities on mm. you. It's like you must be stupid. That's why you probably <laughs> feel like I'm articulating myself too much, because you probably stupid. Yeah. And you and you just have that insecurity about yourself. Mm. So that makes me feel good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I take things on like that. Like, like yeah. I really just look at stuff like that. When people try to say certain things, I look at it as a compliment. It shows it actually shows me more about you than you think that you yeah. know about me. It actually bigs you up more. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I said. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. I feel that. All right. So now I want to talk about business, right? So, you know, um, I want to start off by saying, okay, when did you felt like you had you was transitioning into business or having a business mindset? You know, as far as like developing your brand, you you being an artist, mm-hmm. uh, you Panama having your brand and your business and things like that. Mm-hmm. When did that business mind transition, you know, for you before we get into the, the, the next second part of the question was like, you know, distinguishing good and bad company for your business. Mm-hmm. So when did it start for you and then making that distinction of like, who can I keep in my company so I could elevate? Yeah, um, I think what started for me, like. Around like 2001, 2002, mm-hmm. you know, around that time period. But it was inspired uh, through my pops. My pops is an entrepreneur, mm. you know, just kind of seeing him come from another country, comes here and just really make way. You know what I'm saying? With the people, with the businesses, with the money, with the relationships, the network, he just kind of made way. So for me, it just started like around 2000, 2001. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of, you know, started brainstorming ideas, you know. And, and uh, But the business mind started in the streets, to be honest with you. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Just kind of just being outside, doing certain things, but already having those, those skill sets in place to actually... Uh, Legalize things You know what I'm saying As mm-hmm. I move forward In my life So um, So 12, You know 2014 As you get older I started the Wopak group mm-hmm. You know what I mean And now Was it something That you started By yourself Or was it other people Yeah that- the Wopak group Is all, just me Okay. You know what I'm saying? That, and, that's, and that was just me understanding my powers, understanding my strengths and what mm-hmm. my strengths are. Yeah. Like, you know, connecting dots, marketing, just being somebody who knows how to um, create content, yeah. manage, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to kind of put more attention and efforts into those sectors. Mm-hmm. Um and as you and, and you know, and then through that business, I got other relationships mm-hmm. that I, I started to develop, and then that put me in a space of laundering service, and I put me in a space of music, and mm-hmm. I put me in a space of um, executive producing. Yeah. So now, now just not the Walpod Group is, um, you know, Chase Visions, and it's um, Bybeats.com Inc. You know, it's Jay Swishes. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's a lot more that goes into those entities now. Mm, yeah. That's dope. And what about you, Jay Swishes? What did that that brand name came into be um how did it start it off for you and 
Uh, yeah, we'll just start from there. Uh, the, the artist name came to be. Um, well, after middle school, that's when life started lifing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I had a phase, a part of my life where I was homeless for for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like it's time, like that was a time where it's like adulthood really kicked in for real, for real. Mm. Even though I wasn't per se an adult, I was still kind of young. You still kind of young going into high school. Yeah, but it was adult time for me. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was focused on getting money. Mm-hmm. You know, my yeah. Now my my being homeless, my pops don't got it like that. We yeah. don't have a close relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My little brother has Down syndrome. Mm. One of the things is my mom told me to told me right before she passed away to always look out for my brother. So that's always gonna stay with me. Mm-hmm. So now I got I got I'm thinking about my brother in my head. Mm. I'm I'm living in Brownsville. There's mm-hmm. nothing but poverty and shit going on. No opportunities. So I got to make my opportunities for myself. Mm-hmm. So that's where my mind was at. Like, you know, that's where everything started Think I started thinking like, damn, I gotta do something. Like, I got a talent, let me see what I could do with this. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of niggas was focusing on beef and spinning and all that shit like that. But I was more focusing on like other things, getting money and just finding ways to really become, not saying that I wasn't, you know, indulging in, in, the, in the fuckery, but- yeah. That's not one. That's not the only thing I think about, because mm-hmm. you know, like I have friends. That every time you come around them, it's only about ops and beef and ops and like literally be the whole conversation. Yeah, it could be women around. They still gonna talk about yo. When I seen this nigga, I, and I just feel like that was just not my my full plate. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to, I was trying to make a a different type of meal per se. Mm-hmm. I had other things on my plate. Yeah, that I was focused on. Put that on a t shirt. Had a different plate, different meal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. um, yeah, so I started to uh, focus on getting my money up and yeah. started to uh, invest in myself after high school, you know, yeah. doing my music, you know, mm-hmm. and just basically, you know, taking the brand to the next level. And my name was given to me. I didn't come up with that name. Mm-hmm. My name was just given to me. Mm, it's okay. just a name everybody was calling me already. So, so I was just, just like, that'd be the perfect name. Niggas already calling me that. It's going to be more easier. It's, they could already attach the name to the face because, you yeah. know, they know, they know, like, they call me that already. Yeah. And that's that's an interesting part because, like, even with my brand, OBJ, um, there's something that, like, is personable about it. So it's not too much of a far distinction because somebody will separate the personal identity and the business identity. And I think for me, like, it don't always have to be separate. Um, I understand as far as the legalities and everything, but um, I make it personal because I want to relate to the people. You mm-hmm. know, I want to be a, a service to the people. Um, Obi is short for Obina. It means um, God's heart or God's will. Okay. And um, Jay is like a, a nickname that I had like since middle school. Like people have been calling me Jay. So I was just, I ran with that. Um, so I kind of combined the two. I was like, OBJ. And today I was just like, oh, so it kind of stick, you know? And it made sense to me as far as like my business endeavors, the things that I had planned for it, you know, this podcast, um, other things that haven't worked, like a clothing line, everything like that. And, you know, uh, I'm a man of faith. So like, I felt like God was aligning all these things for me at this mm-hmm. point where it was just like, you know, you got to make the most of it now. I gave you the tools. I gave you the blessings. I connected you with these people and things like that. Now, what you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? I think that a lot of people kind of miss out on their blessings when they just see that, like, you know, there's things that could be really clearly in front of them, but they just kind of like sort past it because, like you said, like, you know, they're looking at another plate, person's plate. They're looking at another person's meal. 
you know, but they don't, they don't focus on their own plate, you know what I'm saying, their own food and things like that. I don't care if it's like a french fry in front of you. Mm-hmm. You better eat that french fry well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, like, be, be basically be grateful for what you have. And, like, if any business that you're trying to grow with, like, utilize the tools and the people that are around you and things like that. Um, this last question I want to ask you as far as when we talk about business endeavors is um, sustaining yourself within the business. You know, uh, we have these people, we're connecting, we're networking, we're doing all these things like that. So how is it like for y'all to like maintain yourself within the business? Because sometimes business could fail. They say like it takes about up to five years for it to flourish or fall. Yeah. And things like that. So how is it like for you to like kind of maintain yourself, not from your just your brand, your business and the people around you so that like, you know, that you know, I'm, I'm passionate about this. I, I see it going far and things like that. And like, I don't feel myself, you know, falling back and things like that. So how was it like as far as like, say, sustaining the business yeah i got this phrase that i use it's called discipline to destiny mm. and you gotta you gotta be disciplined in all types of things you gotta be disciplined in saying no when it's no mm-hmm. you know you gotta be disciplined with your time how you share it you the time for yourself mm-hmm. you know i have daily practices of vulnerability daily practices of meditation of reading of prayer so these are all part of things that don't have nothing really to do with the business. It's, it's, it's self-care, self-care for me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because the business is me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And the company that I keep is me as well. So yeah. I just like to bring more value to myself mm-hmm. so I can flourish and do well for myself, the business, and others. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how about you, Jesus? Um, I would say because, uh, you know, we all human. Mm-hmm. We have those days where it's like, damn, like... It's just gonna work out. Yeah. Especially when you invest in so much. I know for me, like with this music shit, I invested a whole lot into this. Like yeah. way before I had any type of help or team mm-hmm. that I had, I spent like a lot of money into myself. Like certain mm. studios, I was already going going to that before I even had the help. Mm. I was doing certain videos before I even had the help. Like yeah. Solo's my manager. He could attest to that. Like I was already doing that. I was putting all my money into music. Mm-hmm. I'd rather go to sleep hungry and buy food or studio time. I was going to pick, I'll pick studio time. Mm. Like it was just like that. That was your hunger. Yeah. You mm. know what I'm saying? And when you're doing, when you so invested into something yeah. and it's not reaching the certain heights that you wanted to reach at, at a, after a certain time, mm-hmm. humanly, you start to, like, it starts to affect your, your mental. Mm-hmm. Especially when you know that you're good at what you're doing, you're talented, and you see other people that's, like, not to bring them down or not, no hate and shit, yeah. they're not even close to the level that you're at. Mm. And kudos to them. You know what I'm saying? That's great for them. I hate on no man. I want, especially if you black, I want you to eat. So it's not even about that. It's just the fact that like, damn, I'm putting in, I'm putting in so much and I'm really, but it's not going, it's not, you're not at the point that you want to be at. So I feel like, you know, you need people around you who Mm -hmm. have faith to like pick your faith up when your faith is down. Mm. Cause that's, I feel like that's important because you can't do all alone. I feel like yeah, you do definitely. it all alone. You're gonna really crash out either mentally mm-hmm. or like because we're we're human. We're not superheroes. Yeah, and I think that's the other part of like company. It's like you know who could be around you to support you, to motivate you, to uplift you, um, to like be down. Especially like the most crucial part is like who's gonna be around you when you're down and you're struggling. Like you know the, the business could reach up here, then it could drop down down and be like nah like. 
I wasn't for this guy. I don't know him. Things like that. But when you appear, it's like, oh yeah, I know him now. Mm-hmm. Like now the switch up happens. You know what I'm saying? So I think the sustainability for me is like, you know, who's there for you the long long haul? You know, because they believe in the mission, they believe in the vision. You know, you talk to them. You, you see like how you was talking about like you know that passion that you had, that hunger that you have. It was the same for me as like a visual artist. You know, or even doing this podcast. Like I invested a lot of money in this podcast. These ain't no cheap materials. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? But I believe in the vision, you know what I'm saying? And I and I still strive for it. I'm doing two years strong, going to my third year, third season. And then some people, when you, do, when you hear about them doing podcasts, they like, they do like once or twice a month or whatever, like maybe a few times within a month. I'm doing this almost every week, mm-hmm. consistently. Even during like times when they're around holidays, so I'm just like, yo, I'm trying to book people, trying to do this and that. And it's just like, it just talks about more of that hunger because, like, I'm trying to sustain myself at a different level. And, of course, I have my struggles of, like, you know, I see other people doing their podcasts. I see the views. I see the clicks. Um, it was just like, you know, there's people throwing ideas. It's just like, yo, won't you do, like, a clickbait or try to do something crazy or radical? Now, I got my integrity intact. You know, I'll still try to push myself and still look at, like, the analytics and everything. But I'm not going to branch myself out of character just to be in character with other people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Right. So I think that, like me, it's always maintaining a sense of value, a sense of my vision, you know, and more importantly, my, my faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and then knowing that, that there's people still ruining up for me, you know, it could go from an audience of 10 to an audience of 100. I'm grateful for all that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that for me, like maintaining yourself is understanding that, like you said, you're not alone. You know, um, it's hard to do it by yourself because when people say they're self-made, I'm just like, nah, like. I'm self-made in the image of God, but I'm self-made around the people that I serve as well. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because that's a culmination of me. That's right. a culmination of my mindset and my behaviors and my influence. And, you know, learning from other people too, not just myself. I'm learning from other people, getting variables. I'm like, oh, okay, like, I'm I'm taking it in. I'm taking it in. You know what I'm saying? But it's, it's a matter of the people that you keep around me uh, and things like that and around yourselves as well. Um, this closing segment is called A Dose of Reality. It's like a reality check of uh, what you learned within this conversation or something you want to share to the viewers. So what would be your reality check as far as this conversation about good and bad company? I will start with Jay. Switches. I feel like life is too short to not go after what you truly want to do in this life. Mm-hmm. And um, whatever you want to do in this life, Make sure you have that solid team around you to yeah. accomplish that who see the same vision as you. Mm. That's what I would say. Okay. Well, what about you, Panama? Um, my dose of reality yeah. will probably be that... Yeah, basically to piggyback what Jay said, anything that you want to do in life, mm-hmm. you can get done. Yeah. Period. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. All right. So this concludes this episode of the Black Pill Podcast. Uh, Jay, where can you follow you on, on on any platform? When can I follow you? Um, you can follow me at J Swishes on Instagram at J A Y S W I S H E S, and you can find my music anywhere you can stream music. You're gonna find J Swishes. Hey, dope, dope, dope. Panama, where can they follow you? They can follow me on J A Y S W 
double I S H E S J Swishes. Hey, okay, okay. And you can follow me on Instagram at T H E O B I J A Y. Make sure you follow the podcast at The Black Pill Podcast. Also, follow us, subscribe to our YouTube channel at The Black Pill Society. And also, sign up to our Patreon and things like that. Uh, you know, I have some things lined up as far as like we're going to do meetups. Uh, you know, there's an ebook that I'm working on. There's other things in the works. So if you sign up, you know, become get exclusive access to that. Also get exclusive access to after hour conversations as well, uh, where things get like a lot more spicy, a lot more controversial, things like that. So when you sign up, you get the package deal of all that. And um, yeah, this concludes this episode of the Black Pill Podcast. This is the Black Pill Squad. Signing out. All right. Dope. Oh.